Ner Chanukah Mitzvah Lahanicha Chulu Mismal. The Ner Chanukah, the mitzvah is to put it on the left, on the doorpost, on the left. Kedeshe Tehei Mezuzah Miyamin, Ner Chanukah Mismal, in order that the mezuzah should be on the right and the Chanukah on the Menorah the on the left. So this way you're Mesuviv, you're surrounded by mitzvahs. This is what it says in the Gemara. Now the Maimir says, "V'tzarich lohavin hatam she'ein haner Chanukah gam kein mimin k'maya mezuzah." In general, in Yiddishkeit, preference is always given to the right. There's always predominance given to the right. We turn to the right. We emphasize the right. We do right over left. Here we're doing such a special mitzvah, lighting the menorah on Chanukah which is such a unique mitzvah, why are we putting this mitzvah on the left side? Why don't we put it on the right, just like the mezuzah? Ach yuvan we'll understand this through first prefacing. Bir, mashakasav, explaining that which it says in the Pasuk. <coughs> there are two psukim. One Pasuk says, kol asher chafetz Hashem asa, everything that Hashem desired he made, which implies that it went straight from Hashem's desire into being made. Imagine your desires. Well, don't imagine. Okay. Um, but it went straight from Hashem's chayfet, straight from Hashem's desire into asa, into being made. Uksiv, it says in a different pasuk, bidvar Hashem shamayim nasu. With the words of Hashem, the heavens were made. And similarly, it says in the Mishnah, Basara Mamaris Nivra with ten utterances, the world was created. So there seems to be over here a contradiction, Nayakh. Was the world created through chayfets, through desire, or through speech? And if Hashem can will something into existence, why would He speak it into existence? Of course, just speaking something into existence is pretty cool. But if Hashem can will it into existence, then why would he bother speaking it into existence? From the latter two sources, we see Shahayu Maimer Udibor, there was a speech, an utterance, and it wasn't created just with desire. The Inyan the Maimer explains. It's known that everything in the world has chaymer. Chaymer is the material, the density, the heaviness, the thing that it's made out of. That's the chaymer. So the atoms, you're saying? The mass. And the tzura is the form, the image, the way that it appears. So the Maimer is going to tell us that one of them are through Dibur and one of them are through Chefetz, through Ratzin. Now if you had to attach one thing to Dibur, one thing to Ratzin, which would you attach to which? Chaymer to speech and Tzura to Ratzin? Why? Explain. Is something more which you envision, like but the uh, uh, material itself you are working with, so it will be something more physical. Beautiful, let's see. Shahachaymer, who Indian 
In every single thing that exists, the chaymer, the material, the mass, is the thing in general. That there should be a heaven, an earth, a sun, or a moon. That's the mass of the existence, the chaymer of that which exists. Vahatsura, the image, who called seer vechalt muna b'mara v'shatach sheyesh lechol davar b'dmusay b'tzalme aleza ifin nasa is the image of everything, the picture of everything, the way that it appears in the way that it presents itself, whichever way it's made. Kamoi, like for example, hashemayim va'aretzim kadurim, the heavens and the earth are round. Umina aretz lerakia, there's a certain distance. That means the heavens are. A certain space in a certain place. They're placed in a certain area. You're making these orbs and you're putting them here, this, here, that, and there's a distance of however many area, <coughs> however much area from one to the next. The sun and the moon are orbs are planets which shine. So that's part of their image. That's part of their tzura. The same is true in every single creation. Every creation has chaymer and tzura. Which is stronger, the chaymer or the tzura? Why is the chaymer stronger? It's the, it's the thing, which is the material of the thing. The essence. So the chaymer is the essence and the tzura is... It's just the shaping, the shaping of the thing. Do you agree, Yehuda? Yes, you agree that the tzur is the chitzenius? Without the shape, the material still exists. Without the material, the shape doesn't exist. Okay, that's true. But is it a more external thing? Is it a less pneumistic thing? What you said earlier that the tzur reflects the ratzain. Yeah, it reflects my pneumistic, you could say. So let's say, for example, you have Play-Doh, Yeah. So the Play-Doh is the Chaymer, yeah? Now the child goes and he plays with the Play-Doh and he shapes it into something, right? A menorah. A menorah. That menorah that he's shaping it into, that is the Tzura, which reflects the Ratzin of the child. The menorah, the Tzura. So which reflects the Pneumius of what he wants over here? So the chaymer is just the material, it's just the density, the heaviness of what you're working with. The tzura is ethereal, it's above, it's spiritual, it's the ratzayin. Vihine, the maimer says, The chaymer, the physical density, that was created with the word of Hashem, with the utterances of Hashem, because the utterances of Hashem, that's the more dense, Part. That's where Hashem is actually speaking and saying, do this, do that, yehi ar, yehi rakia, and so on and so forth. Shabimaymer yehi ar, with the words yehi ar, suddenly ar appeared from nothing into something. In the utterance yehi rakia, the rakia suddenly appeared. So that, those are what's creating the density, the material, the physicality of the thing. 
Tzuras HaRakia. The way that this Rakia appears, B'dmusay, B'tzalmay, in its image, in its formation, Hu Nasa B'chefetz Hashem, Sheleibah, this is made with the desire of Hashem that doesn't come to revelation in speech. In other words, Hashem just said Yehir, but He didn't say how this R should appear. Hashem just said Yehir, He didn't say how this Rakia should, should appear. That happened, that was a reflection of Hashem's Ratzin. Hashem had a Ratzin of how He wanted it to appear, what He wanted it to come out as, and that's how it appeared. He said Yehir, and it appeared exactly according to this Ratzin and Pnimis of Hashem. Now, these, this idea is going to form a strong basis of this mimer, at least the first half of the mimer especially, and the appreciation of the chimer and the tzura, these two aspects of creation that the Alter Rebbe just told us exist in every single thing in creation, that is going to give us an important lesson to walk away with with regard to the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, with regard to the concept of what Hanukkah represents. Now, with regard to Chaymer and Surah, we're taught that our objective is to subdue the Chaymer and to emphasize the Surah. <coughs> we want Lahagbir Hatsura al Hachaymer. That means that the heaviness and the density of something shouldn't be its primary existence. Its primary existence should be what it represents, what it shows, what it speaks, what it's defining, the ratzain that it's conveying. That should be the essence of that which something brings across. But that would lead to a question. Why did Hashem not create the whole world through ratzain? Why did Hashem give us this chaymer, this heaviness and density to deal with? It drags us down. When we have to eat a piece of cheesecake, Rahman al-Litzlan, it makes us migushim. It gives us this, this density, this physicality, this heaviness, this... Why did Hashem give us the heaviness? Why didn't Hashem just give us the beauty, the pureness, the... The upliftedness, the spirituality, the tzura. Why did Hashem bother speaking the world into existence? Why did Hashem not just will the whole world into existence? And the answer is very simple, as the Maimur is going to teach us. Because if Hashem had willed the whole world into existence, then the whole world would just be Hashem's will. It's tzura without chaymer. Tzura without chaymer. What's tzura without chaymer? Something in your head. Right? It's, it's just abishter. Exactly. The kid wants to make the play he, he has a desire to make the play into the menorah. If you're just like, oh, I got it in my mind. I don't need to play with the play It's anymore. just abishter. Vihine, let's read inside. Why was everything created just through Maimer and Dibur? Why wasn't everything created just through Chefetz Hashem and Ritzayne alone? Because then there would not have been a revelation from nothing to something. There would not be the yesh. There would not be the material. There would not be the somethingness that exists inside of the world. The isness. The whole world 
would be battled by Metzius, it would cease to exist. There would not be an existence of the world. The main revelation of Yeshness, of Yeshus here inside of the world is through the word of Hashem, being that Hashem spoke it into existence. Speech is something that already has a certain tangibility. You could hear it. You could point to it. It's real words that can be defined, that can be printed on paper, that can have a, a, a form that you can touch. That speech gives the density, the yeshus, the separateness that exists in the world. Kihu, tziva v'nevro, he commanded and it was created. What's commanded and it was created? That's a distance from the commander to the creation, right? If it's all in your head, there's no tziva v'nevro. It's all in your head, it all exists, it's all you. Tziva v'nevro means there's you, there's the commander, there's the person who is instructing, and the nivra, the creation, the existence that's coming out from him. Perish tziva milashen mitzvah samelech. The idea of tziva is like the concept of the command of the king, because the malchus of Hashem, the kingship of Hashem, as we say in Asher, is the kingship of all of the worlds, meaning that Everything that exists in the world, it comes from the Malchus of Hashem. What's the Malchus of Hashem? That means Hashem is sitting aloof, so to speak, above, and He's commanding, and the world is coming into existence. That's what the Maimer over here is saying in these words, Malchus Malchus that the existence of Eilam, Helam, Vehester, Yashus, all of that can only come about because there is a melech who's sitting aloof. He's sitting above. A melech b'loyam. For there to be a king, there has to be a nation. There has to be oimimus. There has to be separateness. Shebechinas malchusu, bechinas hisnasus vestalkus. The concept of malchus is where there is upliftedness, where there is aloofness. Histalkus, a king, to be able to function as a king, one of the most important things, as we're taught in halacha as well, is he can't bathe with the nation, he can't um, eat with the nation, he can't convene with them in a practical way, he shouldn't be shopping together with them. There needs to be an aloofness, because if there's no aloofness, he's not a king, he's just one of the buddies. The aloofness is what allows for the king to be a king. What does it mean when it says, Hutsiva uh, v'nivra'u? Uh, he commanded and it was created. But if there was no creation yet, what did, who did he command? He commanded the etzem concept of command, as we're saying over here in this mimer. Even if there was no one to command, means that there's a separateness from the commander to now v'nevro. It's being created, but separate from me. The king is sitting on his throne. He's saying, go, and other people are going, but he's still on his throne. He's not getting involved. He's not rolling up his sleeves and getting into the work. That's the concept of Hut Siva V'nevro that the Maimon is bringing across. Even though no one was created yet. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the difference between... There's a separate. It's like the difference between how you can control your thoughts. So like I can think something about like Chas V'Shalom. I'm talking to someone who's like, man, in my head, I'm like, man, this person is Chas V'Shalom really annoying. But I speak 
you know, differently. It's separating my brain from what it's actually happening in the world. Right. This is what it means. If we take this pasuk, and you see the whole pasuk, it says, Praise the name of Hashem, because He commanded and it was created. Like, for example, that what is his malchus? His malchus is, this is the king's highway. This is the king's capital. This is the king's this, this is the king's that. The Shmoy Levad, his name is Nikral Medinase. It reflects his name, but he must remain aloof. He comes out once in a while and waves to the people and they all stand on the side and share and they could see him from a distance, but not get too close because getting too close, that will take away from his malchus, from his reimimus. He can't get involved in the way of his of clothing himself where he is directly doing it. If he's going to roll up his hands and get involved, then it's going to be too close of a relationship. Too, it's not allowing for this distance. <clears throat> Yes, yes, this is all about the speaking, that the speaking is in order to create an aloofness, a separateness, so that the yashas could exist, and when the yashas exist, then there's possible to be, yehalilu Hashem Hashem, as we're going to continue. The way that there is, where is there hislabshus? That's where you have the mayors, where you have the... <coughs> Even the senators a little bit. You have the people who are involved in the nation. You have the people who are connected to the people who, who are who are getting down there, the policemen and so on and so forth. The people who are directly connected. That's Lamata Bayin Sarim below in the Ayin Sarim in this level called Ayin Sarim. There's the Sawashomayim and the Sarshal H. There's the Minister of Water, the Minister of Fire. They're getting involved in the in the actual creation, they come from the level of the sediment, the heaviness, that which falls from the Ifanim. And you go higher and higher through this whole Seder that they're also getting in a way of ilavalul. In other words, there is this senator who he has his crew, his people who he deals with, and his people have a bigger group of people, and his people have a bigger group of people, and each people are involved in the people which are lower than them, but all of them, there's a direct involvement, there's a personal connection. There's gavoya me'al gavoya shemekablim gamkin derech ilavalu ad hamalachim until the angels shaheim sichlim nivdalim. The angels are these um, separate sichlim, powers of what? Intelligences. Intelligences. Right. Shaheim pnei arye pnei shersha b'merkava. That's where you get to the top. When you get to the Merkava, you get to the Pnei Arye, the face of the lion, the face of the ox. In the Merkava, that's where you get to the top. Aval shall Pnei Shar Pnei Arye, Hu Yashme Ayin Mamish. 
you don't have, you have a direct involvement of this level of Pnei Aryeh and Pnei Shar in the level which is lower than them, the angels which are below them. In other words, these powerful angels, Pnei Shar and Pnei Aryeh of the Merkava, they're powerful angels, they're high and holy angels, but they get directly involved in angels which are a little bit less holy than them, and they get directly involved in angels which are a little bit less holy than them, and the, here you have the Elav Alul until you have the Shmari Haifanim, that's the heaviness the, 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 the density of the Ifanim, as you all know the story that there was a chassid that came to America and he saw the huge buildings, the skyscrapers and the gashmis all around him, in Russia he didn't see such things, he just saw these little huts, that was his gashmis that he was used to, he comes to America, he sees a whole new level of gashmis it's like these towers and these glass buildings and so on and so forth and he looks around and his eyes are wide and he says, wow, over here the angels had diarrhea. <laughs> because what is all of the Gashmias? All of the Gashmias is the sediment of the angels. The heaviness, the waste of the angels, that which falls down. But that's what it is. See, we all have COVID, we don't smell. <laughs> there are tzaddikim that they smell. The tzaddikim that smell, when they smell the gashmis, they're disgusted by it. They're grossed out. Like if you smell uh, the sediment, uh, waste, so th- th- those are things that would bother you. By the tzaddikim, when they smell gashmis, they're also, th- th- that's the way they feel to it. Because that's literally what it is. It's literally the waste of the angels, the heaviness of the angels, the garbage of the angels that the angels can't contain, that they process and it goes below, but that's Elav Allah, that's a cause and effect. That's the creation of the world inside of Seder Hishtalshlis, every single step inside of Seder Hishtalshlis has a cause and effect. But the original star- level, the level of the Pnei Aryeh and the Pnei Shar, there's no cause and effect over there. There's nothing that brought the Pnei Aryeh and the Pnei Shar into existence. Where did it come from? That's the Merkava, that's the holy chariot of Hashem, that's the highest level of angels, the most powerful level of angels, the tip of the world of, of Bria. The very highest level, just before Atsilos, just pure after Atsilos. What? Like pure form? What? Like just Tzura? It's, 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 it's not pure Tzura, there's a little bit of Chaymer. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the world of Bria. Once it's in the world of Bria, there's a little bit of Chaymer, but the Chaymer is so idle, it's so refined, that it's it's holy, 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 but as holy as it is, it came from nowhere. It has a Yeshus, and that Yeshus come, came from nowhere. Where did it come from? It came from nowhere. What's that nowhere? That nowhere is the Hutziv of Nevro. The Hutziv of Nevro is this separateness. There's the Avishter and the world, and we don't mix. We don't get together. The mayor gets together, the senator gets together, but the, the, the king, he stays in his palace, he stays on his throne, he doesn't mix with the commoners. What? There's nothing that you can recognize, there's nothing that you can see, because it came with a distance, that's the Amira. The, the Thought doesn't come with a distance. The thought is intricately connected to you, right? Mm-hmm. 
the speech comes with a distance. Once it's out of your mouth, it's separate from you. It's outside of you. That's how you have the Giloi Hayesh. So that's why you need Dibor. You need Dibor in order that there should be Giloi Hayesh. Giloi Hayesh is of utmost importance in order that we should exist. And without Dibor, we will not be here. We will just be figments in Hashem's imagination. We will just be part of Hashem's dream, so to speak, in order that we should be people, in order that we should be here, in order that we should be a yesh, for that you need deeper. Now, we're going to continue to explain Bezus Hashem in the next class Tuesday night, Bezus Hashem, um, why we need Ratzin. Thank you.